Hello, everybody. This is Michelle. Hey, I was listening to an audiobook by Brene Brown. If you aren't connected with her work, uh, it's a little bit different, but I, I guarantee you that as you delve into it, there's gold there. So I was listening to her book, Dare to Lead. And I, there was this little snippet that I heard. And, you know, sometimes when you listen to things on the radio or maybe even in one of these podcasts, something hits you maybe a little bit funny, right? And uh, I don't know where I was driving to. And I listened and I had to turn the radio off and my mind started going. And it started thinking about what she had just said. And all of a sudden I had this word picture, this vision, this image in my mind. And, and I knew that I had to share this with you guys. So um, I don't know exactly which context she was talking about in her book, um, but she gave this picture of two leaders and she was talking about the first leader who basically has to hustle for their worth is how she described it. And so what that mean, it means is that this leader, um, might not feel worthy in their own right. And so therefore they're hustling or they're working, 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 or maybe they're doing what I kind of, what I call, uh, coming in hot and heavy, right? They're a, a more authoritarian leader where they come in and they tell everybody what to do. Oftentimes, uh, especially with new leaders, being an authoritarian or kind of a know-it-all is a sign that you're not comfortable. You don't know what your true worth is. You're trying to show the world, and most times yourself, what your true worth is. And so you haven't figured out for yourself your uniqueness, your strengths, your talents, your abilities. And so you're hustling, showing yourself and others how good you are. When in reality, people see it in a very different light. Okay. And then she talked about leaders who already know their worth. And when they come into a situation, they're not hustling anywhere. They are perfectly stable and still and quiet and they can come into a meeting they don't have to say a whole lot but they know that when they ask a great question or they give an idea people are listening they know that their people are doing a lot of hustling but you're in the background observing so the first leader is more of a, a micromanager or somebody who does everything themselves Maybe you have had a boss like this or you've worked for a, a current boss or uh, maybe this is you, but you look at delegation as I can't possibly do that because nobody will do it my way, right? Um, whereas the second type of leader, they look at delegation as not only vital and essential, but they would never think to do their life or their work without it. Okay, so the picture that I got um, what of these two leaders, the first leader is somebody who sets up the situation at work so that everybody is in a race. So let's say, for example, you have 10 employees and the authoritarian leader comes in and basically sets up a situation where all of the employees are competing against one another. So they're, they're in a race, 
right? They're in a race to show the boss how good they are so that the boss understands how good he is. Uh, so this race is everybody is working, working, working. Many times people are working on the same thing. Um, the, the person with the best idea wins. There's always a winner. There's always a loser, right? And the boss is doing this because he feels like if I pit these 10 people against each other, then uh, they'll give me their best work and we'll get the outcome that we want. When in reality, what do you get? You get 10 people who are competing, right? And maybe that works for you. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, and you hope that you get the result that you want, right? The program that you're, you're trying to get started, um, the grant that you're trying to write, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do as a team, you hope that you get the result that you want. Now, in, in the second scenario, with a boss who knows their worth, knows their unique strengths and their talents and abilities, see what this leader does is he sets the stage so that those 10 employees, number one, he knows what their strengths and abilities are, they know what their strengths and abilities are, and every one of those 10 people knows exactly what each person's strengths and, and abilities are. Okay, so they are not running a race where they're competing. They're running a race where it's like a relay race. There's 10 people in this race, but they're only doing their small part in the relay race. Now, somebody might run uh, a shorter part in the race or a longer part in the race, depending on their part of the, the job, but everybody has a job. And some of them might be running at the same time, but some of them, they might have to wait. Okay, you do your part, and then when you're done, I'll take over this and we'll do this part. So eventually, you get, you get to the end of this race, you not only have the result that you want, but you've got happy employees. You've got employees who have stayed in their strength zone. So whatever they've done has come much easier and natural to them. Um, and here's the beauty of it. Because you're running it as a relay race and not everybody is hustling at the same time, doing many of the same things, your, your employees have more time now to focus on other relay races. You could do two, three, four, five, who knows how many relay races at the same time, because if not if everybody is running at the same time, then you can kind of stagger those, right? So really, in the same amount of time, you could get two, three, four, five, however many results that you want and still have happy employees. So my question to you is, which one of those leaders are you? The one that's hustling to prove your worth or the one who already knows your worth? So which one are you? And you got to follow that question up with this. What is the evidence that you could show somebody this is which type of leader I am? So think about that. If, if you're a, a leader who you say, yes, I, I know my worth. All right, show me how that, that shows up in your work, in your people and how they work. Okay. And which one do you want to be? Because if you're the first one and you say, man, I, I like the sound of that second one. 
if you feel like you're not the second one and you would like to have a conversation with me to, to maybe, you know, figure out a couple strategies that can get you started, I would love to do that with you. Okay. You can email me at any time. My email is Michelle. So that's M I C H E L L E at grow by one G R O W B Y the, and the number one.com. So Michelle at grow by one.com email me. I would love to chat with you. It doesn't have to be a long chat, but I would love to get you on the path to being that, that leader who knows your worth and is able to lead a team of people who know their worth so that as you go out and you do your work and you serve others, that's the message that you're sending out into the world. Okay? I hope this was helpful today. Uh, I, I hope it makes you really think and get stuck inside your head. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with your discomfort. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for, for listening. I really appreciate you taking your time. Your time is the, the most valuable thing you have to give. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you who are listening. So have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.